You know, my title today is called Well Diggers. I didn't say gold diggers, nudge someone and say, that's you. <laughs> well diggers. Do you know, during this time, we're going to hear about God's prophetic word over us as a church. We're going to be encouraged, I hope, and challenged. You know, a prophetic word is an accurate representation of what God wants to say to us, his people. You know, when I prayed there and said, is God real to you? Does God still work in your lives? Do you believe in miracles? That's up to you to answer as an individual and as a family. But we can be so consumed with what we've got that we don't sense the need for God anymore. I remember as a young guy and I'd asked God into my life and we went evangelizing on those days on, and knocked on doors. And I remember going into a wealthy neighborhood and expressing their need for God. And you know what they said to me on the door? I've got everything I need. Why would I need God? May we, with whatever we've got in the monetary sense, always understand that we're here by the grace of God. You know, vision, this moment, is all about an ability. It's an ability to see beyond ourselves, to see with God's eyes and act on what God's asked us to do. You know, whether we're here in Bolton or in Horwich or beyond, the outworking of the expression of God on this earth is me and you. What does that look like? I know we're in the men's prayer on Saturday morning and one of the men said, I don't feel worthy to be here this morning because I feel like I've blown it too many times or I don't feel I'm living the right life before God. But God says, that's fine. Come to me in the way that you are and all that I've made you to be, and just look what I can do. In and through broken people, people in need. After all, you've been through experiences that some of your friends and family, work colleagues are going through now. God loves you, and you're the expression of God on this earth. You know, I wanna just start this moment by thanking you personally. Some of you have been serving here a matter of weeks, months, years, but some many, many decades, giving of your time, giving of your monies, giving of everything that you've got to serve each other. I want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. I would just say, keep it up. In church life, financially through 2021, God has met all our needs and more. Philippians 4.19, and my God, our God, shall supply all your need according to the riches in glory in Christ Jesus. Do you know, Let's take a moment for those on our mission field who we support. Deluris, I don't want you to clap at the end of this because it's good to participate. Deluris serving in Brazil. Gillian Saunders, who I chatted to this week, currently lecturing at IBTI Bible College. Paul Murphy and Staras Foundation, helping people with addiction issues, offering support to their families. Barry Woodward, using storytelling and his humour to communicate the message of hope in prisons, in schools and churches. Hillary, serving Nepal and our community here, especially the Asian community. We salute you, we thank you for your commitment to serve in the midst of all that's happening in your lives. I nearly put Hillary and Arthur, because our Arthur was an inspiration to me and to others. So let's just give them a round of applause. Thank you. 
Thank you. For those newer with us today, and perhaps online, I know we've had a number of people saying that this is their home and they've done it online. You arrive here on the back of 96 years of legacy, of wells being dug. Bridge Church was established, as we know, in 1925 by a gentleman called Willie Hacking, the town hall steps. Many men, women, and children digging wells of opportunity so others can encounter God. Our vision statement, do we know it? A light on the hill transforming our communities one person at a time. You know, if you're a Christian in here today, you'll have heard these words from Hebrews 12 too many times. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witness, let us throw off everything that hinders and sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race marked out for us, fixing our eyes on Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of faith, for the joy set before him, he endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him, church, consider him, who endured such opposition from sinners, so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That you will not grow weary and lose heart. It's easier said than done that at times, isn't it? Come on. Who of us have lost heart? Who of us have become weary? We go again. For the sake of our families. We go again for the sake of our communities. They need to see Jesus working through us. They need to see the expression of all that God is doing in the fullness of his glory. You know, I love what John Andrews said last week so eloquently. The expression of our lives and what God has called us to. It's time, church, to put our hands to the plow again. It's time for us to dig wells of opportunity again. Matthew 7 24, 27, the wise and foolish builders. It's what John spoke on last week. Therefore, everyone who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice is like a wise man who built his house on the rock. So why another vision? After all, we do this every year, do we not? So why? Well, it's to encourage. It's to keep us focused and it's to acknowledge that God is leading us. We go again. Our subject for every Sunday of January of 2022. We go again storing treasures in heaven. We go again, we ask, we seek, we knock. We go again as Hoggy, I call him El Capitano or El Captain. It's that because he was bridge captain when I was managing. Andy Morley's uh, managing now, doing a tremendous job. We go again for Bolton, for Horwich, for our family and communities. Last week we go again. We put into practice all that we have learned. We put our feet on solid foundation, our rock, Jesus. During lockdown, during isolation, during all the doom and gloom, the vision has been alive and active. What does a well represent spiritually? The well is symbolic of community. In ancient times, the well was symbolically, often literally centered at the center of community. Metaphorically, big word, I looked it up, it's the right word. The well represented the social resources of the community that were necessary to endure and thrive. I'll say it again. The well represented all, not some, the social resources of the community that were necessary for it to endure and thrive. Well represents supply and provision. When Israel travelled to a place where God had miraculously provided water in the past, they sang, spring up all well. All of you sing it. That's from Numbers. God's people recognized that he was the one who had provided the water before and he would do it again. 
We sing the song, do we believe it? The well represents opportunity. You know, well may, may appear small in size, a hole in the ground, but it's connected to a vast supply underground. I'll say it again, a vast supply underground. I love that image of our vision. God's vast supply, a light on the hill. As I give some bullet points of our year that's been, there'll be parts of this that you remember, parts that you don't. But I want you to recognise what God is about in this place that we call home. Cap, Christians Against Poverty, helping individuals in debt, overseen by Anna and Lynn. Listen, we take on average six new cap clients every month. And if you don't know how much that work is, go with Anna for a, a week and see. It's a massive amount of work. Every month, we take on six new clients. There's 15 additional people who come to our coffee shop and start to hear about how they can be helped and supported. Our brilliant Bridge Cafe, uh, Community Cafe on a Thursday. Clients have debts ranging from 1,000 to 126,000. Do you know what the average debt is for someone in Bolton? 23,000. Do you know, but listen this. Clients are offered solutions. They're just not talked to. How to get out of debt and have ongoing support. The well represented all the social resources for the community they were, that were necessary to endure and to thrive. One story, and you know I love my stories. A lone parent who had significant debt, lack of understanding around her benefits, was living between her camper van and her mum's house. We were able to meet her face to face in the midst of all the doom and gloom. She was too anxious to come, uh, to be spoken to over the phone. We were able to sort out her benefits out with the full cap service that Anna and Lynn helped her with. She's become debt free. With our encouragement and your help, she's now back in employment, renting her own property. Hip hip. She sent the following text. Correct. Let's give it a round of applause. Wells of opportunity. One individual. I'm so thankful for your support, even when I was panicky and distressed. Thank you for sticking with me. I feel I've got my life back for me and my daughter. God sticks with us. He sticks with you. And he stuck with you through all the grime and difficulty you've been through. All the times you've not given God your best. All the times you've woke up. Shall I come to church? Shall I not come to church? Shall I say words of encouragement? Shall I not say words of encouragement? You know what? Those clients are part of our bridge community. They found the bridge coffee shop a place where they can belong and make new friends. Thank you to Becky and her team who've done what they can do during this time. The Bible speaks of wells of salvation. The prophet Isaiah wrote these words, with joy you will draw from water the wells of salvation. The Hebrew word translated wells also means fountains. Jesus met a Samaritan woman at a well. And from that grace encounter, an entire city was brought to faith in Christ. He said to her these words, but whoever, whoever drinks the water I give them will never thirst. Indeed, the water I give them will become in them a spring of water welling up to eternal life. In our generation, our generation, new wells are breaking open. There's ways and means like never before of reaching people. Online, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the wells of salvation 
will result in great joy on earth. For the, first, for the thirsty will come and find water of new life. Do you know, as we talk about new life, individuals attending Alpha, from James and Zena and the team, thank you. We had three Alpha courses during 2021. One online, 20 guests. Two in person, 25 guests, and a daytime one with 15. The Holy Spirit day that we had here, 50 plus guests plus team, able to meet per, in person. The fullness of God's salvation was witnessed. Salvations for spiritualists, salvations for police officers, salvations for prison wardens. Our God is a God of salvation. Amen. Come on. Woo. Jesus said, "What well, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to me. Uh, no one comes to the Father except through me." How many times have I said that at funeral services these year, uh, uh, this year? Baby Basics, thank you, Liz, and her team of volunteers. Matthew twenty-five forty. I tell you the truth: whatever you did for one of the least of my brothers of mine, you did for me. Four hundred and eighty-six families referred and supported. 1,940 individuals impacted, a 31% increase on the previous year, 76% increase on the amount of items requested. There's great need out there, but the need is being met. Projection for this year, 630 referrals. You hear that, church? It was 486. This year, its, it's projection is 630. Volunteers, and this is where I said thank you to you all for continuing to volunteer. There's something happening in church life that I don't like. As we've been dispersed for the last couple of years, people are not coming back to volunteer. You need to dig wells again. You need to say, God, what do you want me to do? I want to put my hand to the plow. Anyway, volunteers, 51 hours a week, just in baby basics, 2,652 a year, 80% new volunteers. Liz has this remarkable gift of attracting people to serve from all walks of life in our community. Amazing. You know, just talking about that, as we look at all that God's doing in the vision that God has given us, those individuals, those mothers having babies, have a challenge. They've got nothing, and we give them something during the, the Moses basket and all the items that are in there. But Liz has just sent something on her heart, and we're looking to pilot a project called EASA, meaning helper. Traditionally, mothers have parents or perhaps aunties and uncles and grandparents around them to support them. But that's not everyone's world. And these ladies need something more. Just the thousands of people that Liz and the team interact with, I've just put some notes here that Liz helped me with about what's happening in the background. Just image this for a moment. The traffic lady who sat alone. These are true, by the way. The traffic lady who sat alone in a room provided by social services, knowing no one, pregnant without help, but yet expected to thrive. How? The lady who suffers from mental health could not believe she was pregnant, having no items for the baby with a partner distraught. What would happen once the baby is born and who would care for it? The homeless girl with only one pair of shoes. You know, this isn't a Christmas story. This is 2022. Yeah. This is the world that we live in. The homeless girl with only one pair of shoes and no clothes that fitted. 
Now in a baby unit, no family, no idea what to do with a baby when it comes. The list is endless. Isa would offer help to those women and babies with little or nothing so they don't feel uncared for and forgotten. Watch this space. Rise dance. I'm not going to touch on everything, but what I'm going to touch on is life. Rise dance and Liesl and her team of brilliant people touches 108 different students in her classes each week. Dancers from the age of two years old to 16 years of age. 75 dancers took part in our carol services and our family services around Christmas. Rise dances back in schools with PE classes and people joining in the British church to want to be part of. Do you know, when I'm seeing these figures, you might think, oh, that's nice. Two to 16-year-olds, 108 of them. That means families. That means grandparents and carers. That means opportunities, whether it's in our coffee shop or a kind word that we can say to someone. Are you continuing to do that? Or do you come on a Sunday and say, cookie, feed me? What are you going to tell me today? When I mention the people going out there on the mission field, when I talk with Jill this week, her mum and dad are very poorly, coming to the age of 90, both struggling with uh, dementia. And she's saying to me, and imagine this, she's given her life over to the missional field in Philippines and in Italy. She's saying, Cookie, I'm looking for my next 10 years. What can I do? She sacrificed everything to serve God. What about you? Well, speak of encounters with God, grace encounters. One day, God found Hagar at a spring and instructed her to return home, pregnant and alone. She had fled from Sarah's mistreatment of her and Hagar's personal encounter with God, after Hagar's personal encounter with God, that location was named, well of the one who lives and sees me. No one is beyond our Father's reach. God is ministering all the time to the hurting and the abused. Did you know, as you pray, the Holy Spirit is positioning himself around your loved ones. And in their moments of need, as they cry out, God sees them. He loves them. He moves on them, on your behalf, but on God's behalf. The veterans drop in. I love this. At the Bridge Cafe, the cafe they come in, have a bacon butter and a posh coffee. Eight to ten veterans every week coming in. And whether it was the brass band with a hundred people attending from the veterans over the Christmas time, they feel more loved, more supported. They feel encouraged that someone is listening. One veteran who is suffering from severe depression and suicidal thoughts has said the drop-in has given him a support and something to look forward to. He now is getting support from PTSD resolution. Another veteran in debt and benefit support has now started attending the bridge. If you're here, welcome. He brought a friend recently and then he texted Anna after the service. It was good to be in church, not like the church I used to be dragged to as a kid. I really enjoyed it. I'm really grateful. I'm not where I was and I'm turning my life around. I really feel appreciated and loved. I feel peaceful. If someone had told me six months ago I'd be here in church, I would have laughed at my head off at them. But I am glad I am here and I'm finally happy. There are wells of legacy, baton passing. I had the privilege a couple of weeks to share vision with Bridge Horwich. I shared with a grateful heart, a grateful for the legacy of many individuals who soared into that work in Horwich. Some of them might be here this morning. 
or online watching. Served many, many years behind the scenes when it seemed not a great deal was happening. It seemed like the wells they were digging weren't bearing fruit. Yet, God has always been working. The faithfulness of those individuals is now showing fruit. As a church, we sent John, and- uh, John Andrews, sorry, John Squires, change your name there, John Squires to serve there on our behalf, which is so difficult when you're serving here in Bolton and you ask someone to go over there. But John, you did it remarkably well and diligently. It burnt you out like, but you did it well. You steadied the ship, yeah, thank you. He's back, John. He's been a bit poorly, John, but he's back now. More recently, Sue Stokes has gone. That doesn't mean she's not part of the Bolton congregation. It means that she's over there leading the church in a missional sense and bringing life to all that John and that team of people over there have been working on. I'm a trustee there. I will be over there now and again a bit more than I have been. It's hard to share your time in two places. But but what about Horwich? Well, Horwich today is having a dedication service for a young person, digging new wells of opportunity. Their culture and our culture as one. Everyone's welcome, nobody's perfect, and anything's possible. Just listen this, everything we do here is happening in Horwich. There's a morning coffee mornings going on, community drop-ins, tots play sessions, knitting, crafts, cat drop-in. We now employ Anne Lawton up there in a position of debt, debt coach. Three clients already booked in. We delivered hampers at Christmas. We talked to the neighbours and had conversations and they remembered times of past when we supported them and their children have now grown up. The carol service, 90 people attended. Christmas community parties, 70 attended. Messy churches, always packed. 70 attendees at the last one. Those are continuing throughout the year. Christmas dinner on Jesus. How good is it? How good is it when the wells look barren and empty that God is continue with his vast supply to pour out his kingdom come and his will be done. Thank you to John. Thank you for Sue and for Andy and to Debbie for the sacrifice. I don't want to lose and we don't want to lose any time of these great ministers. But what we know is, is they go with our love and we support them in all that they do. Grace encounters, wells of opportunity here in Bolton. Some of you might switch off now when I say conferencing. Why are we talking about conferencing? We're a church after all. And I always say this, do the business people not need God? Do they not need hospitality and understanding that our God is a good God? In 2021, we did 166 events with 14 different clients. 15 blood donor sessions, NH induction, sexual abuse counselling, AOG, ministers in training, muscular dystrophy concert. Fixed 21, 600 delegates were in this place. Grace encounters, wells of opportunity. Do you know what? In 2022, during all the doom and gloom, we have 197 events booked in the diary already for this year. Hip, hip. 197. Plus more to confirm. In the midst of what we look with our own eyes, in the midst of us going home and feeling isolated, in the midst of what's God doing these days, God is at work 
in the vision that God has given us. Worship, I believe, is going to be key and is always key in the divine interaction that we have with God. We start, we're going to start with our worship evening, so it will just be that. Just coming down here, you'll see the invite, and it is worshipping our God and praising his name. Worship encounters. Some wells in Scripture were a place of encounter with God. When Isaac arrived in Beersheba, meaning well of the earth, the first thing he did was build an altar. He worshipped first before his people pitched a tent and dug a well. When you worship, you acknowledge God is the source of your supply. You are giving him honour. Him honour. You're positioning your, your well to become a place of encounter. Now and for generations to come. Now and generations to come. We have, over the past few years, built literally buildings, whether it be the bridge coffee shop. What do we need a coffee shop for? Why do we need that? You talk, about the, you talk to the staff. You talk about the people coming in who are down and out or feeling lonely, and they have a cup of coffee. But more than that, they share their life's challenges. They ask inquisitively what goes on in this place. And God sows a seed because these wells are vast. His wells are vast. Aaron, just come up and share a bit about the Life Centre. This is Aaron Foster. He's a gentleman overseeing our Life Centre. Thank you. Thanks, Cookie. Yeah, isn't it brilliant to hear all that God is doing in and through our church? Let's give God a big thanks um, one more time, yeah. <clears throat> Um, so as Cookie mentioned, um, I'm obviously in our Life Centre project that we're doing. Um, I'm going to give a bit of a, a kind of a recap of where we're up to at this point uh, in time. I'm aware that some of you have been in the church since you were in nappies. Uh, some of you have, have kind of joined us in the recent weeks and months, so might not be aware of that. So I'm just going to kind of give a, a brief update of that. Um, so 2018, it was um, four years ago when uh, the vision of the Life Centre was kind of birthed, that Cookie shared that with uh, us as the church, uh, and from then, kind of the planning started for what it would look like, uh, and the vision of being a centre for the children, young people, and families of our community to accomplish, uh, accomplish sorry, our, our vision, being a light on a hill, uh, transforming our community one person at a time, and being effective and facilitate, facilitating that in the best way that we can. We've got the aim of reaching 1,000 people each week. So 1,000 children, young people, um, mums, young people, whoever that is, um, to, to reach them, uh, 1,000 people in a one week. Uh, and as we've seen, we know our, our communities desperately need Jesus, don't they? That that's why we are here, to bring Jesus, to bring God's love to the people in our communities. And whatever way we can do that, if that's through conferencing, if that's through... Um, giving out baby baskets, if that's through debt counselling, whatever way that is, that we want to be able to do that and bring Jesus to our community. So the Life Centre is just another way that we can do that by reaching those children, reaching those young people um, at an early age to be preventative uh, as well as, as helping those in need as well. We believe that each young person, each child has got incredible potential that however they are uh, born at whatever kind of stage in life, there is always potential for their future. Uh, and often in, in our society today, there can be so many barriers, there can be so many obstacles in the way for our children, our young people's lives. We want to do our best to take those away, to, to give these children and young people actually to give you the best hope, to give you the best chance at future, uh, to show them what a life lived for God can look like and all that means. We know that God came to give us life and life to the full, didn't he? And so we want to give our children and our young people the best chance at that as well. 
So our, our building work, so we've got the, we had the old car showroom, um, which was used as our office building and um, for some of our children's work. Um, so we had that building already bought. Um, I think we bought it in about 2006 or 2007. Um, but we, we plan to, to completely renovate that building into the Bridge Life Center. So we split this building work into three different phases. Um, so phase one, um, that is now complete. So if you've been in there, you'll have seen it. Um, but if not, uh, you'll see it shortly on the video. But uh, phase one is complete. That has built uh, a brand new auditorium, um, which we've been using for our, our children's work, some of our youth events, for, for TOTS groups uh, and other things as well. That was completed last summer uh, and being, well, sorry, it was started being used last summer um, for uh, a few different things. So yeah, let's watch the screens now just for um, how that phase one has been used just in the last few months. going on already since kind of last summer. Uh, we've got a, a weekly kids club starting. So February the 22nd, we are starting a, a weekly kids club as well. That'd be brilliant for way to outreach to the children of our community as well. Uh, more midweek youth events are going to be starting as well after half term and uh, kind of small groups for those in school years five and six um, are starting on February the 25th as well. So we're continuing to use that space in the best way that we can, continue to grow and develop the activities that we're doing in there as well. Uh, so next then, so that is phase one of the building. Uh, phase two of the building is going to be adding in some, some smaller rooms, some kind of breakout rooms, um, a, a specific, uh, specifically designed youth lounge with kind of games consoles and sofas and like a, an area there um, that'll be perfect for drop-in sessions. It'll be open on Sunday mornings for children and young people to go in and, and use in between services and things like that. Uh, tuck shop and plenty of sweets in there, things like that as well. So that is the, the kind of main heart of, of phase two, having those smaller rooms that will be able to expand our activities, be able to use those spaces for different activities, different uh, small group sessions, for courses, for training, mentoring, um, uh, all different things like that that can really support and help the children and young people in need in our communities. That will move our offices onto a first floor, so a new kind of floor will be added in in that half of the, the live centre. Obviously, everything we've talked about that Cookie's mentioned this morning takes takes work in the week, it takes putting into place, so having a new office space as well uh, above that will be a great help and a great blessing. Uh, the third phase will be to transform the outside of the building, um, to, to rebuild the outside using the current frame and the current structure um, to rebuild that so it looks um, amazing on the outside as well. So where we're up to now, well, we're planning to, to begin the work on phase two this year. Uh, we've not got all the funds for it at the moment, um, so we continue to raise funds for uh, the rest of phase two and, and the project there. Uh, we've currently got £25,000 of grants that have been given towards that as well, on top of all um, your giving over the past few months and, and previous vision offerings as well. So that's where we're up to at the moment. 
If you um, have been new to the church, um, there are some blue leaflets uh, on some of the seats, some extra ones at the back as well. Um, so that gives great detail of the heart of the Life Centre, uh, of the, the vision for it, why we're doing it, why uh, it's part of our vision here at the church. So if you, if you may be new to the church and you didn't get one of those uh, in the last couple of years, then please do grab one of those and take that with you as well. I'll hand back to Cookie now, uh, but uh, I'll, come back, I'll be up a bit later to share how we've got to give later. Thank you. Stick with us just a bit longer. I know it's a lot of information. Do you know, why would a gentleman of 92 years old want to give us a gift of £5,000 and he doesn't even come to the church? It's because that gentleman wants to help us dig wells of opportunity for others. That gentleman has given us other legacies in the past towards our vision. I love that. I love that. What a blessing people are. Wells can represent the Holy Spirit. Wells represent God himself. He calls himself the spring of living water. Jesus spoke of the salvation, the well of water springing up in, into, into eternal life. Jesus said, Jesus said rather, anyone who believes in me, come and drink. Wells are symbolic of our hearts. God created us to worship, but he looks at our heart and sees what's flowing from us. What's flowing from you at this moment? The writer of Proverbs encourages, keep your hearts with all diligence, for out of it springs the issues of life. Jesus said, what we speak comes out of the overflow of our heart. Likewise, James warns us, does a spring send forth fresh water and bitter from the same opening? Can both fresh water and salt water flow from the same spring? Of course it can't. Perhaps we need to fall in love with Jesus once again. Perhaps we need to give our hearts to our Jesus once again. That from our hearts, through our mouths, the nature of God will be seen. And our very communication with God will be life-giving. Wells are a place of divine appointments. Wells in the Bible regularly locate that opportunity of divine appointments that story of Hagar I shared just a bit earlier. Opportunities. God providing all the resources that we need. God is a God of relationships. He will bring people together for such a time as now. Wells invite us, as Aaron just said, to co-labor with God. The river flows out of the land and is freely available to us all. However, a well requires us to access it. It needs to be dug. In ancient days, a bucket was used to draw the water. Today, a pump is used in mechanical technology. One thing has never changed, though. Establishing a well requires labor and materials. It's the picture that God will call us once again to partner with him. Remember, your Father in heaven has what? Abundant resources. All wisdom and the strategy and strength that we require to do what God has asked us is in our hands. As we pray, and prayer is a key. The first Wednesday of our prayer and fasting was this Wednesday just gone. And to see this place full of people who are willing to wait on God, to worship God, to acknowledge that we need your guidance was brilliant for us and for me to see. 
Wales enjoy rich, diverse heritage and culture from many, many nations. We are privileged in this place we call home to have so many varieties of different nationalities. And I want to say to you, as I've been mulling over all that happened with Black Lives Matter and how do we work together? Well, initially, I'm going to bring a our multicultural family together. I've already invited people from Nigeria background, Uganda, African, and many others. First and foremost, for, for me and us to listen. If we are family here, we'll listen. We'll understand. We won't just do a talk and gesture of representing our family. I truly believe that our multicultural family should be represented in all aspects of our church and leadership. I totally believe that. I am reminded of Martin Luther King's iconic speech in 1963. I have a dream. I have a dream that my four little children will one day live in a nation where they will not be judged by the colour of their skin, but by the content of their character. I have a dream little black boys and black girls will be able to join hands with little white boys and white girls as sisters and brothers. Amen. Vernon Myers quotes this, and this is a powerful statement. Diversity is being invited to the party. Equity is making it possible for you to get there. Inclusion is being asked to dance, and belonging is dancing like you don't care who is watching. That's the sort of church I want to be part of. Galatians 3, 26 to 29. So in Christ Jesus, you are all children of God through faith. For all of you who were baptised into Christ have clothed yourselves, clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Gentile, nor slave nor free, nor is there male or female. For you are all in, one in Christ Jesus. If you belong to Christ, then you are Abram's seed and joint heirs according to his promise. Is God, the Holy Spirit, speaking to you about reading in a well that once was abundant, in past generations, and it needs reviving again. Perhaps God has been speaking to you in this moment we've got, we've had together about you redigging your own wells, your own wells of expectation, not waiting to retire and then retire and think I've done my lot. Hillary, I love her tenacity. She needs a, a, an op, but she can't wait to get back out to Nepal because her heart is to serve and continue to dig wells. Prophetic encounters. Wells may be from past generations. Isaac took his family on a journey in the land and along the way his servants redug the wells of his father Abraham. We have had God's prophetic word over us for his church. James Ellerton in 2015, Wells of Salvation. Brian Carr just a month ago, we can't live on past generations. Let's just listen to the words that these men brought. As I walked into this building, what struck me was there is a well here. There is, I don't know what's happened in this building in years past, and perhaps it's connected to Bolton as a region, but I feel this place, there is a well here. But the sense I got was the well needs to be dug. So don't look at other people's wells. There is a well beneath your feet. Dig it. 
Because I have a sense there's going to be an eruption of God in this congregation as you respond to the Spirit. Because I've seen it in the leaders of this place already. And I sense that God wants to erupt in this place, especially with salvation. Salvation, family members, salvation of difficult people. I see people coming into this place weeping and turning themselves to the Lord. I feel like God wants to erupt a well of salvation in this place. And Abraham dug wells. He's a wandering man. They they traveled. Water was their lifeblood. Without water, they could not survive. And as they traveled, they dug wells in Emrah. Abraham dug wells and they drew water from the earth. But if the promise that God had given Abraham had not been carried forward, For the promise to be fulfilled in the earth, there had to be Isaac. And as Abraham passed away, there came for a tame from Isaac that he had to dig the wells again. He had to dig the wells for the water of life. He had to dig to survive. But God is saying it's time for this generation to start digging the wells again because wells take work and they take money and they take time and they take effort. That work is prayer. It's time for this generation to stand up and dig the wells again of prayer that past generations have dug. We have to dig new wells and put our efforts into that prayer of seeking God and crying out to Him that the water will flow again through this generation that the life of God will be seen and that throughout this in a new way. But it doesn't come by sitting. It doesn't come by just resting on laurels in a generation of the a revolution of recreation of looking for the self, looking for looking after how we can uh, entertain ourselves. But God is saying, where is the generation that will dig the wells again? It is hard work because there's so many attractions and distractions that will come in and take your time. But God is saying, dig the new wells and he will flow water throughout this generation that will spread out and bring life. If the wells are not dug, then Oh, where will the water come from? Where will the water come from if it's not from those of its God's people that have sought in the secret place to cry out for this nation? If my people who are called by my name humble themselves and seek after me, then I will bless them from heaven with abundance that they've never saw or imagined. But you've got to dig. You've got to dig those wells. You've got to dig them. And it's time to come to dig those new wells. Wow. Amen. 2015, James Aladrin. God wants to erupt in this place, especially with salvation. Salvation for family members, salvation for difficult people. That was me and some of you. Humble yourselves. I'm not, I know Brian's going to say after, oh, I hate my own voice. But the power of that man, when he heard from God and shared it with us just a month ago, we can't live on the wells that our generations past have dug. Think about some of your parents that you are standing in the shadow of. You can't live in that anymore. 
It's about time you started digging your own wells. You're not spring chickens anymore. We can't live on the water of our, of that our generations have lived on. We have to dig new wells. We have to put our effort into that prayer of seeking God. I've always said this, where are you? Where are you? We had a men's prayer Saturday morning, powerful time. Men, rise up, dig some new wells. Seek God, cry out to God. Sometimes we want answer to prayer for our family, yet we're not willing to do the work behind the scenes. We need to be a God, that, sorry, we need to be a people that trust in God and petition God. In a generation, Brian said, and God said to us, of revolution, of recreation, attraction and distractions. That's the world we live on, in. Today, the Holy Spirit is asking us once more, releasing all the passion and energy from heaven to God's people, to you and to me, who may have become weary, who may have become disillusioned, who may have put their hands to plow in the past and say, I'm not going to do it again. Time to get over that and start to dig new wells. Perhaps it's time for you to say once more, this is the appointed place for me, the appointed time for me to go again. The story changes here, church, in your family, in your location. Now a fountain of life is bursting forth. Can you see it and can you perceive it? Right here in this location. This is my God-given opportunity to live on this planet and to affect the people that God's asked me to. We've got a play coming up on Easter, the last days, talking about the journey of Jesus to the cross. What a great opportunity to invite people, to witness to people, to let that play do what it does and focus on Jesus. Our God-given opportunity, Sam with me just before Aaron comes back and helps us with how we're going to take the offering. Just consider, I do believe God's saying consider those who've gone before us. Consider what they've made an opportunity for, for us to stand in at this moment. And then ask yourselves, what are you doing with that spade and that shovel that's in your hands? Are you digging wells of opportunity? Are you digging wells that means that we can encounter God and they can encounter God in a new way? God, we come to you humbly once more as your people. I, for myself, so forgive me for the times and opportunities I've missed. The times that I've looked with my own earthly eyes at other people as opposed to keeping my eyes fixed on you. God, we're a, a, a people who's so thankful that you don't abandon us. The wells look dry, but the vast supply is there for us to tap into. God, as we are your expression, a vision and a light on the hill, we don't transform our communities. That You do that. You just ask us to be servant-hearted in what you've asked us to do. So I pray by your spirit, by your spirit, as the band come up and help us as we go into a song that sang over us, that we would take hold of that what you've called us for and that we would diligently seek your face, act on your lead and everything that we say and do would glorify your name. I thank you for the Bridge Coffee Shop. I thank you for the, the, the Live Centre. But it isn't about buildings. It's always about people. God, by your spirit, 
move afresh. Show us afresh. May it be that no one talks about a person who leads the church, but they talk about a God who leads the church. After all, it is your kingdom come and it is your will be done on this earth as is in heaven. And all God's people said, Amen. Amen. Amen.